This is episode 30 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today we're going to be talking with Chad Woodward and discussing archaeological sites. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, so glad that you are here. We have an exciting guest, Chad Woodward, who has actually dug at an archaeological site with the Dead Sea Scrolls, and he's going to be sharing some exciting things. But before we dive into that, I want to once again remind you to check out our Facebook page, Christian Travelers Network, and join our discussion. You can also visit our website at christiantravelers.net for other faith and travel resources, and then also go ahead and subscribe to our podcast for more weekly updates. So without further ado, Chad Woodward is a seminary graduate with an MA in Biblical Studies and emphasis in Hebrew and Theology. He participated in research on Dead Sea Scroll fragments at Multnomah University in Oxford. Now he is praying about pursuing a PhD or becoming a priest. Hey Chad, how's it going? It's going well, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Yes, glad to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background in faith and travel? Yeah, so I grew up non-denominational Christian, actually in a fairly small town in Oregon, and didn't do a whole lot of traveling until I joined the Army. And as a Christian, I was always interested in how these new locations and experiences would shape my faith. My spiritual formation was really intrinsically linked to my travels that I've experienced uh, over my lifetime. My recent travels in Israel and in Jordan were part of my studies as an aspiring biblical scholar. Every part of the experience was amazing. You know, the food, the people, the eye-opening interactions, and of course, getting a hands-on experience with the places uh, we read about in scripture. So you said that you went there for some of your studies. What brought you specifically to those places or allowed you to do an archaeological dig? Mm -hmm. So at the university I was studying at, we worked on two Dead Sea Scroll fragments. And this experience uh, actually began in 2016 uh, when I was accepted to study at Oxford with, a, with fellow scholars. And I was then able to join the dig in 2017 to further these studies more from an archaeological uh, hands-on standpoint. So it, it was great to have, you know, multiple, multiple angles of study involved in, in, in my own scholarship and growth. What did that look like on a daily basis? Uh, well, it was really hot and sweaty and dusty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a lot of hard work, but it was totally worth it. And yeah, so we would get up early and under the sunshade, trying to beat the heat out there, digging away. And of course, on the weekends and near the end of the trip, we were able to do some really fun traveling and just to experience the landscape and the geography and and of course, you know, read through scripture as well and you know make those connections while while we're there and while we're traveling but yeah it, you know it was definitely worth it we as far as the dig itself is concerned we unearthed 
Roman, medieval, Islamic items, and and even you know reach down to the the Middle Bronze Age. What time frame years would that actually equate to? Yeah, so so the Middle Bronze Age period, you know the that's probably the farthest back that we went on my dig that would you know be israel coming into the land conquering um the canaanites and that general time period so on that trip you got to do other things besides the dig what were some of the highlights for you from that yeah definitely you know the highlight for me well my wife was able to join in the last 10 days of the trip so that was a real treat and it really changed both of us, you know, our experiences, our, our perspective. It was an integral part of our own spiritual formation and faith. And, you know, just had fun experiences like swimming in the Dead Sea and, you know, walking the Roman road and steps that Jesus and the disciples walked. And also, you know, getting, you know, over into Jordan and, and seeing, you know, Edom and, Ammon, so the land of the Edomites, the, the Ammonites, and the Moabites, standing on top of Mount Nebo, which Moses died in that general region there where you could look into the promised land. So yeah, just a really great experience. Does that affect like when you read scripture, how you see it? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of the great things about biblical scholarship is in particular, the 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 program I was involved in is it just puts you in touch with the scriptures at the earliest possible time frame. You know, you're you're trying to learn a foreign language, you're trying to learn how it functions, and they did a great job of just getting us involved in the text and keeping us connected to the text. And in a similar way, you know, experiencing the geography that you read about in the Bible, you know the the cities and the landscape and just kind of getting a feel for it. It really puts you, it really puts you in touch with, with the scriptures in a, in a whole new way. Do you have any like special stories of some of your experiences there or the people that you met? One of the things I always encourage people to do is to step outside of, I guess the the norm of what you would consider for a trip. So I know a lot of people who, who make, who, you know, make the journey to Israel and, and take that trip with like their church or whatnot, which is really great. Um, you know, I hear great stories about that. One of the benefits I feel that came out of this particular trip was being able to have experiences that I think others may not have been able to have. You know, you have, you know, Jordan, obviously you go to Petra and things like that. But we also got to go to Bethlehem, which is a Palestinian held area got to connect with some Palestinian Christians. And it was just an incredible experience to hear their perspective. And in a sense, I think a sense for them, a sense of dismay on how so many Christians do come to Israel, but fail to make that connection with them and and fail to come to those areas and see the situation that they're living in and the difficulty that they have and to also really experience that continuity of the church. Um, you know, you have churches all over the place in the middle East and many of them Orthodox churches and to really, to really just dig in and experience that continuity of the Christian faith, um, apart from just the, the state of Israel. 
If someone went to visit these areas, how would you recommend that they would connect with people there and kind of bridge that gap? That's a good question. Um, I think that there are some specific security accommodations that may have to be made, and it could depend on when you're going and what's going on during that time. I know for us, when we went into Bethlehem, there wasn't any specific accommodations that I'm aware of that had to be made, but I know at times that, you know, they may close down those areas from access inside and out. Uh, to be honest, I'm not really familiar with that, but I would encourage people to just, you know, do some research ahead of time and see how you can just have a really great, well-rounded experience. For sure. One of the things that you mentioned as being a highlight for your trip is just the diversity of the people. Do you have some things you'd like to elaborate on with that? Well, definitely the food, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, my wife and I, we we really love enjoying um, different types of food. So that was certainly a highlight for us. Yeah, just experiencing experiencing the different cultures between Jewish and Palestinian as well as Jordanian even. And, you know, you go over into Jordan and you have Bedouin camps, you know, throughout the desert there. And yeah, just, I think just enjoying the, the, the diversity and the landscape of God's creation and, and his, you know, the people is just a really great experience. As far as connecting with them personally, I guess I'd, don't know the best way to go about that other than just being open to having those chance encounters with people and, and, and just being open to hearing their stories. For sure. Being a biblical scholar, are there places that you would be able to highlight on or maybe share just some background knowledge on that if someone was going to travel there that they would want to see? The ones that really stand out to me would be, you know, the the Church of the Nativity, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. I mean, these are all sort of like the milestone places that I would encourage people to go. The Church of the Holy Sepulchre is an Orthodox church where, you know, the church has protected this site as the place where Christ was buried and rose again. And it's just an amazing experience to go there. You have the Church of the Nativity. You have, yeah. I mean, there's. <laughs> sorry, I'm kind of, I'm kind of stammering here. It is like, there's so many different places where you know where the angel came to Mary and announced Christ is coming, and you go to Bethlehem and you have the place where, you know, down in the basement of where this stable would have been, the basement of somebody's house, and where presumably Christ would have been as an infant. So, yeah, I mean, every, I would just say that there's so many places that you can go to it, it. It can put you in touch with just about any narrative in the scripture that you can find, but in particular, you know, the new Testament narratives surrounding Christ were the most probably impacting for me personally. If someone was really wrestling with their faith walk and just kind of wanting that reassurance would you say that an experience like this would be beneficial? Absolutely. You know, I think anybody who's honest about their faith is going to admit that they've had struggles with their faith. 
and struggles with doubt. And I think it's a really special way to put you in touch with the biblical narrative to show you, you know, these are things that really happened. And, you know, we look at the gospel narratives, these eyewitness accounts, the testimony that Emmanuel, God is with us, that Jesus dwelt among his people. He tabernacled with his people. And there's something just really special to be able to stand at the Western Wall, to walk those steps, to go to the Pool of Bethsaida, to go to the Mount of Olives, to go to these places. These are real places. They're real places. Jesus was really here. And the testimony about him is true. And I would encourage anybody, you know, the more hands-on you can get, the better. I completely agree, and I can just hear your passion and your voice with that. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited to go back again one day. I, I wish I, I'm actually going on vacation more locally uh, starting tomorrow, but I I really look forward to making that journey again and uh, going back to see these places. Hopefully, taking my kids. If someone wanted to go see this place or maybe even do an archaeological dig, do you have any advice on how they could go see or do those things? Yeah, you could certainly. One of my friends actually owns a traveling business, missiontravel.org. His name's Chris. He's a great uh, Christian family man, has a great Christian travel organization. He has helped with you know a few of my trips. And you know if you're looking for guidance on how to put a trip like this together, he could probably help you out. I know there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of times a church will do that for a group. You could probably get a, a, a group rate. So I know there are groups that can, you know, pool their resources together and make a trip like that happen. Um, I, I would suggest just doing some great, some great research on the front end to really prepare for it. It is going to take you know, a lot of planning, a lot of preparation, because there typically are fees for just about every site you go to. You know, you're going to want to have some type of bus accommodations. So you're going to want to plan those things out, make sure that you're prepared, make sure you look at the requirements to enter Israel. It is very strict to get into the country of Israel. It was exceptionally strict trying to cross the bridge from Israel into Jordan and then back into Israel. So that was a real... Um, that, that was kind of a stressful situation. Um, I don't know if I would take my kids through that particular transition uh, just because it's really tense, but it is certainly a, a worthwhile experience um, as an adult. If someone's looking to get involved in an archaeological dig, I will tell you that there are digs that are active. I think every summer, uh, Wheaton... College is one of them that has a dig site. They're always looking for volunteers. When I say volunteer, it doesn't necessarily mean it's free. <laughs> you, there typically are fees for volunteers in addition to your airfare. But I will tell you that the experience is most certainly worth it. And I, being someone who is a scholar on the trip, I got to meet a lot of great volunteers who just love coming every single year, love the experience. What is the biggest God moment in your travels? Okay. 
Um, hmm. So my biggest God moment in all of my travels, it was really experiencing ancient Israel, but also the historic church. My wife and I are Eastern Orthodox Christians now, and it was a surprising experience for me to see and experience the continuity of the faith from the apostles and their disciples. And as an evangelical, I, I guess I assumed that everything sort of fell off the rails and we somehow reclaimed this, the original faith 2,000 years later. I, I would say much like the continuity and the handing down of scripture, we see the faith and the traditions of the church that are passed down and alive today. And God has been so faithful to ensure that his word the word that we hold in our hands. Um, I, I love I love the, the Greek and the Hebrew language because it, it shows me that sense of continuity. And really the big God moment for me was just experiencing that in person, that God was so faithful. He is, he is so faithful, has been, to preserve the church, preserve the scriptures, and um, what a blessing it is to be part of it. That's awesome. And so then how can people connect with you outside of this podcast? Yeah, so it's great to be on a fellow podcasters uh, episode here. Uh, I'm part of a podcast as well called the Ecumenical Dialogue Podcast. We do have a Facebook page. People can hop on there, send comments or questions or, you know, things that they would like us to even cover. So we uh, we have a diverse group of different traditions that talk about faith, doctrine, and theology, Protestant, Orthodox, and Catholic. So, um, yeah, feel feel free to hit us up with any questions or, or comments. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Chad. Yeah, Sarah, thank you for having me. It's been great. Well, Christian Travelers, I'm going to put a link to Chad's Facebook page and his podcast below. Um, but thanks so much for tuning in today. And until next time, safe travels and God bless.